Welcome to the Dog Classroom. The Dog Classroom Podcast. I am your co-host, Anne-Marie. And I'm your co-host, Amelia. Like and subscribe on Spotify and YouTube in video format. And now into the episode. Welcome everybody to the Dog Classroom Podcast. I am your co-host, Anne-Marie. And I'm Amelia. There we go. We thought we'd just remind you guys a little bit as to who we are. In case I forgot. Yeah. So um, we, I find, you know, this is our first sort of full year of doing these podcasts, Mm -hmm. but we do newsletters. Right. Right. And then also like articles in the paper. But I find it's important always to comment on because where we live, we have seasons. Right. Right. And we have usually significant changes from um, spring, summer, fall, winter. Yeah. So it's it's just about reminding everybody about those changes and how those changes I affect. think we're well aware when it hits winter and it's cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. Honestly, you know, some years, you know, we hold out an extra yeah, few weeks. Some true. years we get more snow, you know, and things sort of happen quicker. Some years we get a spring, we don't get a spring. But we, we do know you definitely cannot predict the weather. So we'll just somewhat go with the flow there. Yeah. But again, it's just... You know, we have all different uh, breeds of dogs. Yes. Right? Some love winter. Yeah, some not so much. That's some tolerate cool. it. Um, same with people. Mm-hmm. Some love winter. Some just tolerate it. So, um, like I said, we like to go back and just, you know, just do a little food for thought. Yeah, and I think with winter sort of on, you know, either on the horizon or <laughs> already kind of yeah. here, um, we want to make sure that we are prepared for, for what our dogs are going to go through basically in the next few months. Well, right. And it, it's about, you know, we've been there, done that. We've also been there, done that with multiple dogs and honestly with classes. So more dogs and more dogs. So it's just little things that we've picked up on that we feel will help everybody as a whole. So I think one of the most uh, common things that we get is that people say, how am I going to exercise my dog? You yeah. know, maybe I have a small dog. Maybe my dog, it, you know, it's a puppy or maybe they won't wear their boots or how are we going to exercise in the winter? Yeah. And I, it's, it's still, you know, the conversation is, you know, come summer, how do we exercise when we're, you know, 30 degrees plus humidity, mm-hmm. right? So it's just about having the different options. And I find I continuously seem to be talking to people and say, you know, what about those indoor activities. Right. right. There's definitely things like when I'm in classes and I'm talking about different um, fitness exercises dogs can do, I yep. also say it's great to do plus 40 or minus 40. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it works either way, right? Yeah. And it's it's about, obviously, you know, we all have the houses. Technically, does it matter, you know, whether we have 5,000 square feet or, you know, Well, there's some people out there that have 5,000 square feet (laughs) or, you know, a thousand square foot house. But, you know, I'll say to people, you know, do you have a set of stairs? Yeah. There we go. Stairmaster. Yeah. Yep. And you can work on the body awareness, like picking up each foot, going on the stairs. Yep. Elfie runs up and down Mm. for a cookie. 10, 15 minutes. Stairmaster. Great. Then Mm. he's uh, not to say he's wiped out, but he just has the edge off and we can function a little bit better. Um, Tulip loves to play uh, fetch the cookie that gets shot down the hallway. Okay. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. My other, one of my favorites ones, which I also do in the grass, is my search queue. Um, Actually had fun today doing that up and down the driveway. 
mm-hmm. you know, there's a bit of snow or whatever and throw some cookies in there and then woo, we got to chase them and find them. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely ways they can exercise. Um, I know we've talked about, um, or, or in our show and tell episode, we talked about booties Yeah, that they can wear. Um, definitely like jackets, like Nuggie's going to wear a jacket, right? Um, I think a lot of questions too is what is needed based on the size or breed of dog. Yeah, and how to know when it's too cold and, and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, which I know that you've talked about before, senior dogs. Right? Yeah. Senior dogs, puppies, and small dogs. Right. So I think it's um, senior dogs and small dogs um, aren't able to regulate their temperature as well. Um, smaller dogs all also lower to the ground, more sensitive feet, probably get colder faster. Mm-hmm. Look at the coat. Yeah. Right. Their coat. Um, you know, some coats are good at repelling the heat as well as insulating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those are the, you know, the Huskies, the the St. Bernards, that sort of thing outside where, you know, we have bigger dogs like Frolic being the Husky Cross. Um, yeah. Stark does have a bit of a coat to him, but now that he's gotten a little bit older. But also, you know, the note to self is, was the dog just shaved or has the dog yeah. just had a bath or... Like the poodles, right? The poodles, yeah. Even with the younger ones, spay and neuter. Like, you know, just little little things to be aware of. I find, um, you know, Tulip won't move, starts to lift her feet mm-hmm. if she's cold. Um, you know, again, we've talked about keeping a higher, um, temperature, like internal, internal temperature in the body. And I know we do that too. If we're doing a slow leash walk, then I get colder faster. Like if I'm teaching on the driveway, but if we're sort of walking at a good clip in the bush, we definitely have a, yeah, yeah. Higher internal temperature. And I, I find the dogs do that as well. Yeah, so definitely, like, on colder days, we'll do off-leash in the bush versus going on a leash walk around the block and yeah. <laughs> kind of freezing and, and trying to yeah. trying to do everything all at once. Um, so what about mental stimulation? I think it, again, depends on lifestyle. And, you know, some people will say to us, well, we're dog trainers, of course we do it. But I also think it's something that we enjoy, you know, even if if and when I go away on vacation or even to Duluth, um, I get bored very quickly because mm-hmm. I don't realize how much, you know, I do five minutes here, five <laughs> minutes there with the dogs and, and they're always with me. So sometimes I'm a little bit lost when they're not. But, you know, just adding um, the hide and seek in the house or just adding go to Matt while I'm cooking dinner. You know, yeah. and I think it's just about multitasking. And I would say the reason why it's possibly easy for us to do it, it it's now habit. Yeah. And I think, too, it's in the winter when it's minus 40 or when there's lots of snow or whatever, is we still have to meet our dog's needs that they have every day. Yeah. And so for some dogs, maybe that's like they really like to sniff. So you would play a scent game in yeah. the house. Maybe for some dogs, that's they really need physical exercise. So you would do some canine fitness, you would do some training, you would do the Stairmaster, whatever. Um, for some dogs, maybe they really like to dig. So you would set up um, some old towels and let them dig for a toy or, cookie, or dig right? in the snow. Or dig in the snow, yeah. yeah. Um, so there's definitely options for enrichment that I feel like are, are pretty um, simple. Like you don't need to buy fancy 
food puzzles or um, you don't have to, you know, spend a lot of time and money. You can even go into your recycling bin and let your dog shred if they like to shred things. Like here, take an old cereal box and shred that up. Yeah, and usually say as long as they're not ingesting and just shredding, good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, another option that we are lucky to have with our heated training space is... Yes, we're spoiled. Classes. Yeah. Um, And classes in winter are really important because it's a good way to not only keep your bond with your dog, right? You're still working with them. You're still rewarding them for good behavior. Um, It's also a way to get both of you out of the house. Because I know I don't want to (laughs) leave unless... Unless I have somewhere to be probably for my dog because we need to do something. And and that way we both get out and they're more tired by the end of an hour class than they would be, you know, at the end of my 30 minutes of freezing in the bush trying to. Yeah. So it's, it's just about, you know, it's just about doing different things. And, you know, we forget a little bit about. Um, I was talking in class the other day is in summer, they have the hot dogs stickers of businesses in the yeah. windows, right? And a lot of those work sort of the opposite as cold dogs. So, you know, if you have to go pick up a birthday gift or run some errands, um, go shopping. Yeah. Take your dog. With Take you your dog. Go do some banking. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Because we think, and I think a lot of people get focused on the leash walk. Yes. And that like. That's not necessarily something you need to do every single day. And I know I don't, especially when it's cold. Right. It's, it's you know, and we say that for socialization, but it also, because we're in an area with seasons, is there's just different ways to go about it. Exactly. So I think, too, the other, the other thing we can mention with leash walking is long lines. Yeah. So they can get sort of more of that um, back and forth and, yeah. and keeping their, their heat up and making sure that they stay warm instead of having the dog sort of sticking right beside you. Because we walk pretty slow yeah. in general, unless you want to run in the winter, which I don't, or ever. Um, <laughs> but they get to then run back and forth. Or you could even have, like if you have your 15-foot leash and you go to the park and you throw their toy over there and then throw a treat over here and then they're yeah. sort of moving back So, and forth. yeah, again, Amelia's not necessarily saying, you know, go walk around Boulevard on a 15-foot lead because that can just get a titch scary with everything else going on, but find a field or a green patch. Yeah, somewhere that they're not going to get tangled, that you're yeah. not going to, you know, have your dog running at anybody or on anyone's property and, and making sure that they have a little bit more space to roam, roam around. Yeah. So in... You know, winter, we always know um, holiday season. Yes. We think of get-togethers, food, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, possibly getting the dog to participate in that. Like if we're doing a small get-together, we'll bring the dogs with you. Like dogs enjoy going to grandma's, yeah, hanging out for a few minutes, you know, that sort of thing. If, if they can't quite get out, there's different smells, there's different stuff to do, seeing different people, hearing different people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's helpful. Obviously, you know, a crowd of five is different than a crowd of 25. So, yes. you know, take that into, take that into consideration where sometimes, you know, things can go from calm and comfortable to, to almost overwhelming. And I think us, us people are I'm feeling, missing. yeah, are feeling, are feeling that too, where we're, we're taking that large amount of people. We're not necessarily being as, you know, I don't want to say tolerant as long, but for us, we're becoming a little more exhausted socially. Yes. 
So, but I know in us hanging together, you know, we'll all, you know, we say we're a little bit of dog junkies, but we just go to the training space. We visit, we do some tricks, the dogs interact and play. Yeah. You know, if I come to your house, I'll bring Tulip and then she'll just check stuff out and vice versa. So just little things like that. If we're visiting anyway or doing errands or planning, just try to involve the dog. Yeah, I actually, I had a friend recently offer me when it was really cold out that um, she would hide some treats in her house and that I could let Stark in to go and find them, <laughs> which was adorable and so kind. And actually, we haven't done it yet, but I think that's a great idea. Like, yeah, just use... I think Stark would be maybe a little bit weirded out. No? I, that's, yeah, he yeah. might be. Um, yeah. But knowing your dog, right? I know my dog would be a little bit uncomfortable with that, um, whereas a lot of dogs would think that was the best thing ever if they got yeah. to go in somewhere, like a new building, and find some treats and sniff them out and... Um, or even just like, I think we talked about this on a podcast the other day, but, um, having the dog sniff new sniffs, like, so Stark had, uh, we had other dogs outside my house and Stark got to go and sniff their footprints and stuff. Um, so just sniffing new sniffs doesn't have to be treats. It can be anything, right? Yeah, Um, for sure. But getting back to the holiday note that you were talking about, I have a question. Sure. In, in the vet tech world, do you see more, um, like emergency sort of situations around holiday parties? Um, I would say not extreme emergencies. There's definitely more um, chocolate eating. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like pancreatitis or... or... Yeah, um, possibly a little more um, induced vomiting with the chocolate eating. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more countersurfing. Yes. So possibly pancreatitis when they're getting a little something-something. That's probably a little bit too much. Um, I would say I'm, I'm glad to say that I do, honestly don't feel that there's very much um, frostbite, okay. honestly, or, or hyperthermia. Um, we see it more, and if you remember, I worked at Animal Services there yeah. for a few years. You definitely see it in the stray cats because um, the tips, the tips of their ears are frostbite quite Uh easily and then they may possibly slough so that that was a major thing that I saw there um you know luckily you do not see a lot of dogs with that but you do see you know the stray cats um trying to think about what else for the clinic I find that it's it's relatively quiet Okay, because my thought was if I'm having a party and I'm not paying attention to my dog and I don't have any management in place and I'm just letting them do their thing, like maybe they're going to drink some alcohol, maybe they're going to eat some some snacks, maybe they're going to... I think it's the eating of the snacks um, that's aware, but a lot of times I don't think it's to the point where, you know, like I said, the odd time induced vomiting or the snacks, a little bit of diarrhea or something like that. But I don't think it's excessive. Um, the odd time, you know, definitely recommend that, you know, you're not wrapping food and putting presents under the tree. I always tell people if there's anything edible yeah, <laughs> or and scented. Yeah, edible or whatever, uh, ornament-wise, because we don't need any foreign bodies happen. Unfortunately, the odd time that happens. I feel like that's a lot of cats, too, though, climbing in the Christmas tree, getting the tinsel. Yeah, but I think sometimes people expect the cats, but it's actually the dogs. Like, first time we got Henry, I thought he was going to, but he's actually never gone near the tree. Interesting. Yeah. I saw some really um, interesting setups from clients for from their Christmas time uh, last year, and... <laughs> There were some X-pens around Christmas yes. trees. Um, there was lots of creative management situations. I think the other thing about X-pens around the Christmas trees is because, you know, those boys sometimes lifting their leg. Yes, that's yeah. the 
one of the reasons I don't have a tree in my house is because yeah. I just don't want to find out. Yeah. If you do, you it, think Stark would. He's never lifted his leg on my tree. That's true. Yeah. Mm. Good to know. Okay. Um, but in in asking that question, I was curious because um, I always think about things that I can do to manage, whereas I know that not everybody pre-plans a lot of, a lot of their stuff um, yeah. when it comes to, like, I'm just going to bring my dog to to the Christmas party. Um, but I would say you'd want to brush up on like go to match so you know where your dog is. Yeah, and I think you... um, just to, and then I'll let Amelia finish the list is, you know, some people are um, really into Christmas decor. Yes. And then some people are mediocre. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some people may are have me. different practices. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing, yeah. So, but, you know, in realizing people have those sort of different extremes as far as busy uh, visiting, I guess, because I feel sometimes, you know, dogs with tails, um, where was the joke that we weren't going to go? Oh, Vanderwees. Oh. Yeah. Certain times a year you don't go to Vanderwees with dogs with tails because I feel like it's going to cost you a yeah. bit of money um, just because, you know, they're so excited and there's so many breakables. So just note to self. Okay exercises we should work on i was thinking training wise um i'm gonna work on anti-jumping so greeting people at the door yeah um if i know that i have a lot of people coming the door is going to be opening and closing maybe i have up a baby gate so that there's no wondering is my dog gonna you know slip out the door yeah um maybe we're working on uh having some leave it in the kitchen (laughs) so that if there's um someone drops something or anything or even just to go away from the counter if they start sniffing up and I want to be able to say, hey, leave it. And then they come away from that. And what I actually do is if my mother-in-law or so forth is in the house, I just gently suggest to her the terms to use Okay, with the dogs instead of her saying, no, get away and, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I just say, actually, if you say just leave have it. A, a chalkboard. Here's the cues that the dog knows. Yeah, just say leave it and then the dog's back off and, and there's no emotional upset. Yes. Yes. Yes, because okay. I think a lot of people, too, coming into our homes might be upset about, you know. We got, we got a lot of dogs. We got, you know. Um, Welcome to my, yeah. That's, I mean, yeah, people coming to our homes are probably a little different, but people, you know, we have lots of clients who maybe their family's a little worried about dogs or, you know, they want they want to have some management in place so that the yeah. dog's not necessarily on top of everybody. Yeah. And I think having like a kennel area with some frozen Kongs pre-prepared, yeah. having some bully sticks on hand, like there's definitely things you could do to prepare yeah. for Absolutely. that sort of season um, and getting through those holiday parties, particularly um, if there's going to be some some drinking involved. You want to have a plan ahead of time. <laughs> you don't want to be trying to wrangle your dog at the door when grandma comes in, you know, or, yeah. or trying to manage training the dog in the moment. You want to work on that stuff beforehand, right? Which is, I think, why we wanted to put this episode out Sort of. It's just, a, again, it's all it's all about a reminder and it's just like a note to self because, you know, in, in not saying that, you know, people aren't aware of just sometimes it'll spark a thought when yeah. somebody else mentions it. So exactly. And I think every year we get asked by new puppy clients. Yeah. What what am I supposed to do in yeah. this situation? Right. What do I do with the Christmas tree? What do I do if I have candles lit? What do I do when people come over? And I think a lot of that is just knowing your dog and 
especially when people come over. So I've I've done um, private lessons for people where we're trying to plan for like a birthday party or something, and we're saying, okay, the dog's going to go in the room for 10 minutes every hour and take a break, or the dog's going to go outside for half right. an hour. Okay. Because we know that dog needs a break. Yeah. Whereas you might have like a poodle who's going to just flirt around the whole time and <laughs> and hang out with everybody. Um, a lot of dogs, if you know that your dog gets stressed in, in busy situations, is plan for breaks. Yeah. So I think everyone's situation is going to be different. We can't necessarily say this is what you should do right now. And we have to remember that, you know, the dogs are aging. We're aging. So mm-hmm. we're in different stages. Like I'm I'm not in, in childhood anymore. You don't have babies. Yeah, I don't visit. have babies. My babies are old babies now. Yeah. But, you know, um, what, who would we say the youngest kids? Well, eventually, if little Miss Grace starts moving around and stuff where they are quite intrigued when she comes over. But it's a note to self with me where I would always naturally know my dogs were socialized well around kids and stuff. And it's not so much now. So it's about prepping them for that or, you know, if it's a quick visit or... Um, I know she's going to be moving around, you know, do I remove the dogs? Do I train them? And a lot of times for me and having a large multi-dog household, I do it in ones and twos. Yeah. Yeah. Not having all of them out at the same time. No, sometimes, you know, I hate to admit it, but sometimes when you have five, the very odd time, they might just overtake me there for that second. So, you know, I want still people to feel comfortable coming into the house and experience something new with them. And I find it extremely helpful when it's just broken down a little bit and a little bit calmer. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's some good advice. Like for anybody who's going to have visitors to the house, if you're not sure if you feel like you might be overwhelmed, is have one dog out or put them away and then see how you feel. And yeah, you know, there's lots of things that people can do to prepare. So summarize a little bit. Um, for winter, yeah. we want to make sure we're still meeting their needs. We want to make sure that they're still getting exercise of some kind. They're so let's still... think of exercise more than just leash walking. Yes. Yeah. Let's add to that. Let's think of different ways to mentally stimulate our dog um, while working that into our schedule. Yeah. And thinking of their different senses. So there, yeah. um, there's different sounds they can hear. There's different smells Music. they can smell. There's yeah. all this different stuff that they can do that's not necessarily just food toys. Because that, I think, is where people get stuck is that they equate mental enrichment with, I have to go buy a food puzzle for my dog. Yeah, definitely um, other things to it. And then, you know, different exercises to um, brush up on. Yes. Right. And then honestly, like taking those on the road. Yeah. A little bit. And then just be aware of a little bit of environment change. Yeah, because I find, you know, even though we do decorate for other holidays such as Easter, I don't know, do people really decorate for Thanksgiving? I don't decorate for anything. Yeah, the wrong I person will. to ask. I'm talking to the wrong person. I think when the kids were younger, we were like Easter. Um, why am I missing? What other holiday am I missing? Valentine's Day. Okay, yeah. I did that yeah. for the dogs. Yeah, well, that was a bit extreme. There, it was but, a bit extreme, but it was yeah. fun. Okay. Um, but yeah, different holidays, but I would say ultimately, I think that Christmas is the most. Okay. I would, I think I'm pretty fair to say. Like the most common? Most, most common, but 
most decorating i think for any age and i think depending upon the ages you know of your whether you have kids not or grandkids that sort of thing that depends on the other holidays okay yeah um so if you want to keep your dog active keep them uh busy this winter and you want to get out of your house as well we definitely have lots of classes that we're offering you can check out on the website also still walking club as long as we're not minus 30. exactly yes walking club every month um check out some of those classes get out with your dog um try to learn a new dog sport maybe take up scent work take up agility try to do something um just to keep yourself and your dog sort of entertained over the winter sounds good <laughs> and thank you so much for tuning in you can find us on our socials at uh the dog classroom on instagram facebook youtube spotify apple Podcasts, tiktok now i'm gonna have tiktok in my head every now now and all i see is dancing dogs